guys, welcome back to the Lit Podcast. My name is Esther and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Hey y'all, I'm Chelsea. And Lit stands for Living in Truth. And today we're going to dive into my testimony. Shout out to Chelsea for sharing her testimony in the last podcast. Um, That was great. It was both of you. I hope it was helpful to all of you. And give us feedback. Yeah. Um, On Apple, you can give feedback on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I don't know if you could do that on Spotify. I'm not sure. On Instagram. Or TikTok. Because we have this is gonna be our visual. So we're making a TikTok. So Instagram, yeah. TikTok. Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna jump right in. No icebreaker. <laughs> um, so my testimony is gonna be about um, I guess struggling with lust, um, low self-esteem, lack of confidence. Um, and I guess how that led to a battle with, with pornography and other stuff. Um, I guess, yeah, my journey into that and how I began and where I am now with it. <laughs> so, um, growing up when I was a little girl, I was, and this is also where Dear Little Girl came from. Mm-hmm. Dear Little Girl is my Instagram, other Instagram page, um, about healing your journey, healing your inner child. Um, so. Yeah, when I was a little girl, I was overweight. <laughs> I was super chubby. Um, and I wasn't the cutest. I wouldn't say I was the cutest, but I feel like that sounds so bad saying that. <laughs> I wasn't that girl. I just wasn't that girl when I was little. So, <laughs> and I knew, I just knew. Um, but of course, like, I was always a daddy's girl. So my dad would always, like, affirm me. Um, my mom wasn't so affirmative um and that actually did affect the relationship i had with myself too um because she would be critical a lot of time especially because i was overweight um she would talk about my skin complexion my mom's lighter than me um and what else would she be just how i would carry myself i have three older brothers so i wasn't always girly and she didn't like that <laughs> and aunties didn't have nicer things to say about that either um so yeah my i just felt like my self-esteem was always taking hits like growing up even in elementary school um being like chub- chubbier or bigger um when people started i think it was like sixth grade when people started actually liking people when it really mattered like how you looked um <laughs> people would be my friend like i would have male friends but they would um be asking me about my other friends, like, oh, who's your other friend talking to? Like, you know, they would they would be like, oh, that's just cool, but nobody was ever like checking for me, <laughs> for real. So that carried on up until like high school, so elementary school, middle school, high school, and and undergrad, I would say as well. But I think undergrad was more so because I was serious about my faith. Um. I had a, I didn't glow up. I feel like I didn't glow up until like the end of college. <laughs> um, but I don't really think it was about my appearance mm-hmm. so much in undergrad, but I still had like, my self-esteem still wasn't really there in undergrad either. My confidence wasn't really there either. So um, yeah, all of that just led to feelings of me and just not feeling like anybody wanted me because I never dated. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I never dated anybody. I never... Um, I would have crushes on people, but 
I wouldn't really pursue them because I just assume like they don't like me, like it's it's whatever. Um, I think in there was one time I was in elementary school and <laughs> I was in a choir and I was um I liked this boy and I was best friends with his sister. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, this is probably like first or second grade. I was young, <laughs> but um we were preparing for the um a concert because we were singing. It was like a winter concert or something. So we're all backstage on like a, you know those bleacher things you stand mm-hmm. on for choir? Yeah. And I was, I don't know what made me want to, um, actually, no, I didn't want to tell him. This girl had asked me like if I liked him and I don't know how she knew. She probably, probably my best friend told her. Um, so she was lame for that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she was like, oh, do you like, so-and-so and I was like yeah I do I do like it <laughs> and um what did she say she had tapped him to ask him if he liked me too um I don't know what I thought he was gonna say because I don't I don't know why I didn't tell him I just you know there's like a thrill when you have a crush on somebody it's yeah. like oh my gosh for the boys. yeah so <laughs> so she had tapped him and was like oh like do you like Esther um, or do you like her? I think she's just pointing at me because he was below. I was like higher up. And um, he was like, no. <laughs> he said no. And then as soon as he said that, people are like giggling and laughing and stuff. And then the curtains open. It's time for us to like start singing. I was so embarrassed. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like, why did I like after that? I just never wanted to talk to people about crushes that I had. Um, and I just assumed that like whoever I was liked, whoever I had crush on, whatever they probably didn't didn't like me. Like I just adopted that, like right then and there. And she she started dating him like <laughs> literally like a couple of days later. That was her boyfriend. Wow. And I was like, what the heck? Like why did she do that? That was so weird. But it had hurt me as a kid. I was just like, mm-hmm. okay. So I kind of just adopted that mindset that like nobody really wants me. Um, even if I like them, they probably not, not feeling me like that. Um, even the male friends I did have, they were never asking or checking for me. It was like, oh, or the males that I knew, it was always like, oh, what's up with your friend? Like, I'm trying to talk to your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just hearing all of that, going through all of that, um, not being confident in myself, also getting feedback from people about my weight, um, from my mom too, from her friends, from the African aunties. Um, that just kind of continued to perpetuate that low self-esteem, lack of confidence. Um, what else did I say? Um, and then that's the struggle with lust began because I started to feel like waiting for someone to want me was never going to happen. Like nobody was ever going to say like, yeah, I want to be with Esther. So that's where that started to develop because it was like, Okay, I like guys and I want to experience a relationship. Um, but is that something that will happen for me? Um, so then I would start to fantasize. Like if I had a crush on somebody, I would just start to fantasize about mm-hmm. it, um, which would lead to like having lustful thoughts, um, which I didn't really do anything with, like in terms of watching porn or like masturbating and stuff until I think until well, porn I had watched, but it wasn't, um, porn I started watching when I was young, like elementary school, but it wasn't really fueled by 
emotions about a person or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so those two didn't really align. I didn't start watching porn consistently until like middle school. Um, and then the lustful aspect. Yeah, I would say that's when those two kind of aligns, like in middle school. Because in middle school is when everybody's dating, everybody's like, oh, she's cute, she's not, you know. Um, so yeah, that kind of perpetuated until, or continued until I was a young adult. Um, but yeah, just feeling like, feeling undesirable, like nobody wants me, <laughs> I'm not cute enough. Uh, always questioning like, okay, what is wrong with me? Like, why don't, why doesn't anybody want to talk to me? Um, why isn't anybody trying to go smack? You when people did go smack, it was for dumb reasons. Like, at least I felt like, okay, you see that my butt pokes out of my dress. So you're going to try to talk to me like just dumb stuff like that. So, <laughs> and it wasn't guys that I wanted anyway. It'd be like people that I wouldn't even consider <laughs> talking to. Um, so I didn't really pay attention to that because I want to say like nobody tried to talk to me, but it was like, I don't want to say lames because that sounds so bad, but it wasn't. Nobody that she wanted. Yeah, nobody that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that led to me questioning uh, my self-worth and that also, I guess, fueled that um, struggle or battle with lust and porn and everything else that like came with that so um yeah because i started to think okay if i was in a relationship how would it go like this is how it would go i would be like this with my partner you know just thinking about that then starting to fantasize about that and starting to have Mm -hmm. it just would go deeper and deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. so um yeah because i knew i was struggling with that that desire to be wanted by somebody Mm -hmm. um i didn't want a relationship I didn't want to be in one, even though I really wanted, I really wanted one. I knew that if I got into one because I wanted it so bad, it would be like detrimental. Cause I feel like I would do anything. If somebody was telling me like the yeah. right words, like, oh, you've been telling me something I want to hear my whole life. Like, great, I'll do anything for you. And I didn't want to do that because I knew that I wanted to take my faith seriously. Um, and I didn't want to stumble with somebody. So falling into temptation with somebody. Um, so I would just do that on my own. And I wasn't talking about it with anybody either. Um, I think in undergrad though, there were like a couple experiences with my roommates where we would be getting ready for something like a party or, um, we didn't party much, but (laughs) in those events where we were trying to get dressed and stuff, Mm -hmm. I would always feel some type of way, like, um, where, like if if I was struggling to find something to wear, or to just feel cute or whatever. Um, I would get like super emotional about it. And I didn't understand what what the problem was. Like my friends would be like, I said, like, why are you crying? <laughs> like, we're trying to go to church, like, what's wrong with you? Um, and I wouldn't know, like, or I wouldn't I feel like I would know, but I couldn't explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really just that I didn't have confidence. So whenever I would try to get ready, um, and get cute, it was just like everything I'm doing is not enough for me to feel like, yes, oh, you look you look good. Like, I like this. Or, you know, like, it would always just feel like nothing, nothing was working. Like, I couldn't put an outfit on or put some makeup on and still feel good. Like, if I walked out the door, eventually seeing another girl mm. that I feel like was better than me, I'd be like, yeah, oh, 
yeah, I would get in my head about it. Like, dang, why did I wear, why did I choose this? Like, yeah. you know, like, so it was a constant, it was a constant struggle for a long, long, long time. And it also led to um, people pleasing because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if people don't like me or want me, at least if I'm nice, <laughs> maybe they'll be more accepting of who I am. And it wasn't that I didn't have friends. It was just that I wanted a, a relationship. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm just kind to people or nice to people. Um, maybe that would help. But that just led to me people pleasing and just doing way too much to earn approval from, from people. Um, and what else? Yeah, I just did not. And then I hated that aspect of myself that felt like I needed to search for some type of acceptance in people or mm-hmm. build some type of connection with somebody to make them like me. Um, so yeah, and I think it wasn't until I graduated college where I actually just had to sit and deal with it. And I was just like, okay, like what is it about myself that I don't like? Um, why don't I like it? Is it because of what people are saying or is it really because it's something I want to change about myself? Um, what else? Um, with the relationship thing, I was like, okay, like I know I want to be in a relationship eventually. So how do I make cultivate a healthy atmosphere for making that happen? Cause I can't go into a relationship not having no confidence, not having no self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Like my man would walk all over me <laughs> and I don't, I didn't want that. So um, yeah, I had to just address that with myself. Um, I think, yeah, I went to therapy. I started going to therapy. That was like 2020, I think, during COVID is when I started that or 2021. Yeah, I think it was the end of 2020 into 2021. That's when I started going to therapy and I graduated 2019, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just have that desire that to go out and just be confident in myself. Like I didn't want to go out and doubt myself because it starts to not just um, take over in terms of how I look, but also my capabilities. Like things I did, I just doubted myself all the time. I did not believe in myself. Um, when people would pick me to do things, I'm like, why are you choosing me? Like. Mm. I, it just started to manifest so deeply. And I was just like, I don't like being this person. Cause people always tell me like, they see something in me and I'm like, what do you see that I'm not seeing? You know, like that would that would trigger me too. Cause it's like, okay, do you also see that I don't value myself or I don't appreciate myself? Um, so yeah, I, I started to address that in therapy and then ended up talking to my mom about how the things that she mentioned to me as a kid affected me as well. So I think that was, wasn't the root cause of it, but how you're treated at home definitely affects like how you grow up and your relationship with other people. So that was like a big um, factor, my relationship with my mom. So addressed it with her and then she um, apologized. At first, I didn't address it with her nicely mm-hmm. initially because <laughs> I was so hurt and I was so bitter. Like, and I didn't really know why I was so bitter towards her. But um, mm-hmm. eventually, going through therapy, hashing it out, um, we got to a page where she apologized and I forgave her, and we were able to move on um, and, and be fine. Like, that's my girl. So <laughs> I'm over all of that now, but. Doesn't, it doesn't mean that those things don't still have effects on me. 
So being a people pleaser or lacking confidence, like I, there are still days where I'm super insecure. Um, I may struggle with my insecurities, but I think what helps now is the self-awareness. So understanding where my weaknesses are, um, but also knowing what my strengths are and not, um, it's not placing my weaknesses over my strengths. Um, even spiritually, that was, that was an issue too, because there's what God says about you and there's what you believe about yourself. And you cannot place what you believe about yourself over what God says about you, because <laughs> he has the final say. Yeah. Um, and he tells us who we are, like in his word. If he says that you are my, a chosen people, um, a royal priesthood, you have to believe those things yeah. about yourself. Um, but yeah. so that was an issue for a long time for me too, because God is like, okay, girl, like this is who I say you are. Yeah. And you're believing <laughs> this and it's preventing you from doing what I need you to do. Like if I tell you I need you to lead people, I need you to do that and not doubt yourself because I created you. I know what gifts you have inside of you, you know? So um, just trying to follow through and connect <laughs> with what God, who God has called me to be um, and drop all the things that I've developed and believed about myself. Um, but yeah, so I think after a certain while, after talking to my mom, I had to address my relationship with males or men in general because I think after a while I was just like I'm not I'm not interested mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody like I'll just do my own thing um but I think I was hurt also um so I had to address that with God too and then just release that desire to be chosen so bad because God was just like girl like I've chosen you like if no man ever sees you as worthy um you are enough because I say you are enough. Mm. Um, and understanding that um, and then being okay with the fact that, okay, God, like, if I never got married, if nobody ever was like, oh, I want to be your man, like, would I be okay with that? Mm. Knowing that I have you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so that had to be something that I had to accept and be okay with. So allowing him to fill all those voids and, like, heal me of all that hurt. Um and pain that that, that that childhood had caused. Um, and then letting go of the, the desire to be chosen, to be wanted, to be somebody's girl. Mm -hmm. um, just, was it easy? Girl, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I remember that day, it was like, it was, I think it was 2021. Um, and I was just praying about it. Cause I was like, God, what is the problem? Like, why do I feel like this? Or what is it that I'm looking for? Um, and he just started to reveal all of that to me. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to drop these desires that I have to be somebody's. <laughs> um, and I think I was when somebody's son came out mm. by T. My Savage. <laughs> and I was like, LOL. So <laughs> yeah, like I had to pray and really let go of that. And it was, it was really hard because it was something I desired. But it was like, I value our relationship more, like our relationship with God way more than a, a man. And I was like, nobody, there is no man that could give me what you give me. There is no mm -hmm. man that could fulfill me the way you fulfill me. Like, even if that did finally happen, um, nobody can top who God is in my life. Yeah. So understanding that and being okay with that, like a relationship is a relationship, great, but God is like most important. Um, so yeah, it was difficult. I cried, of course. 
And I was just like, no, like, I don't want to go with this thing, but whatever, like, it, I can do it for you. So I did that. And then when I was finally able to release that, then I was able to pray about what I did want in a partner because I was never, I never talked to God about like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want because I felt guilty for wanting it so bad. Mm -hmm. um, so I never had prayed about it. I never had talked to God about it. Um, even with people, people would think like, Alessa, you don't ever talk about guys. Like you don't ever, and I knew what I was struggling with, <laughs> but um, I was just like, yeah, I'm just trying to focus on me or I'm just trying to focus on school. But really I just, I didn't even want to talk about it with people because mm -hmm. it was so, it was just such a heavy feeling. Um, and it was embarrassing to me that like I, I lacked confidence that much. Um, just the things that it would have me doing or thinking. I was just like, yo, like, I don't even want to explain this to, to people. Mm. So when it came time to talk about dudes, I would just be like, yeah, I'm just not looking for nobody right now or whatever. But um, yeah, so after I prayed about that, then I asked God, finally, boldly, I was able to say like, okay, if you bring a man to, into my life, this, these are the things that I want um, in him. And I prayed about that and then I just, dropped it <laughs> and uh, i think that's when i started do little girl mm -hmm. um just so because i knew that i was talking about it with my best friend and she was like these are things that every girl can relate to like really? not being that girl yeah i'm um, not yeah, feeling like, like you're super girl. cute yeah. yes or <laughs> not feeling like people want you or yeah. a guy wants to choose you so i was like okay let me let me make a page about it um and people could relate and yeah. i was really happy about that because that's something i had become really passionate about that because I just never wanted another girl yeah. that I met, especially little girls, to feel that way. Like growing up and not feeling like nobody wants you or you're not desirable. I feel like God cultivates that desire in women <laughs> to feel like, okay, I'm valued, I'm worthy. Yeah, to want to be validated. Like yeah, that. you want that validation. Mm -hmm. um, that's so important to in women. Our culture. Yeah, yeah. Our yeah. culture is so set up on having what a man thinks of us, how we can attract Exactly. Them. And that was another issue because my parents would always be like, oh, like you're going to go to your husband's house. Like, you need to know mm -hmm. how to cook. You need to know how to clean. You need to know how to do this and that. And I'm like, what if <laughs> what if that's not even what I desired? Like, mm. is all I am, is my worth only, does my worth only value only lie in what I'm capable of? Like, cooking, cleaning, producing kids. Like, I want him to love me for more than just those yeah. things. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, after I prayed about it, I think maybe like two weeks later um, was when my family friend introduced me to my now boyfriend. Okay, come on, <laughs> so, God. Speeding me. Literally, he didn't waste no time. He was like, wow. finally, like, I got you to give up this thing. It was desire, this strong desire that you had. And now I can show you what I have for you. Um, And yeah, my boyfriend was like, literally everything I prayed about was like checked off on that list. They're gonna ask for what, what the prayer was. <laughs> Who they asked what the prayer Seriously? was. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally every single thing, like, and more. Like, I always tell my boyfriend he exceeded my expectations. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just, and our, that our relationship is really just a testament to <coughs> who God is and how much he loves me, mm -hmm. that he did something like that for me. Like, for a while, I was just like, I didn't feel like I deserved it. Um, 
and I felt like he was very intentional in how he like connected us and just who my boyfriend is mm-hmm. um, and who I was in the, in the past. Like things that he does and says like unprovoked are things that like help heal my inner child um, and help heal that little girl that was so insecure and so this and that. And I always tell him that like, you don't even understand, dude. Like, <laughs> and I'll explain it to him. He's like, wow, like, that's crazy. Cause mm-hmm. I want, you, like, I want you. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's so sweet hearing him like say stuff like that. But, um, yeah, God was, God really, like, he really did his thing. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, I'm grateful. And then seeing how, how he was able to bless me in that way has also strengthened my relationship with him. Cause another thing I prayed about was like, I don't want, him to come into my life and I idolize him, whoever he is. Um, so that was something I prayed about. And I did kind of struggle with that um, in our relationship too, but just remembering that everything I went through and how I got here um, and how intentional God was, um, like continues to, I guess, humble me and then keep me like grounded in that. Um, there's something else I wanted to mention, but I can't remember. I think that's it. Mm. But yeah, so the insecurities and stuff, they ain't, they haven't fully gone. <laughs> so there are moments where I'm insecure or um, maybe like my weight, for example, is something I still may struggle with um, in terms of how I see myself. Um like, so it's all still there, but I would say that I'm more aware of them. So mm-hmm. those are things that I could mention to my boyfriend in the beginning. Like, before we even started our relationship, I shared all of that with him. Like, this is who I am or who I was. Mm-hmm. These are things I struggle with. So if it comes up in our relationship, just tell me about it. And I'll okay. be like, oh, okay. Um, this is from this insecurity. Even when we are having a disagreement, um, he may be like, I think that's stemming from... Mm. And I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, like you're right. And he not all the time. If I if I don't believe him, I will push back on it. Like, <laughs> oh, no, you tried it. Yeah. But yeah, like being vocal about those things. So it's not That's like I'm important. going into a relationship yeah. and I don't know nothing about myself, so I can't even mm. clarify that or share that with him or have that insight on myself with him. And then he's also able to extend more patience and more grace in the areas where I may still like need help. Um, so yeah, that's how Jill Little Girl came about. Um, and it's still something I'm pretty, pa- very passionate about. It's just being in a relationship is kind of like, yeah, I don't even know who that girl is anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to write from that place when I'm not in that place anymore. Um, yeah. but still remembering, yeah. I can still remember all of it and still like, produce content and like sh- just share my story more mm-hmm. of my story um that's on that page but yeah that's what i would say like the battle of lust and porn and all that stuff like chelsea was saying her mm-hmm. testimony is still a battle mentally um because you know i don't watch porn anymore those images are still here yeah so struggling with that and the temptation aspects being with somebody you love so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> not and try to abstain, like all those things are still a, a really huge struggle. Like I don't have to watch porn to want to to, to think about those things or yeah. to to want to masturbate, for example. Yeah. Like it's all here. <laughs> like nothing yeah, has to trigger mind. me. It's mm-hmm. all in my mind. So winning that 
warring my mind, yeah. um, renewing my mind, allowing God to transform mm-hmm. um, and help me to change the That's things good. I think about. Um, it's something I have to work on and work towards. So That's good. Yeah. I think some of your some of your story speaks to like the omnipresence of God. I was mm-hmm. in Bible study one time and we were talking about the omnipresence of God and how God can basically be in your past, present, and your future at the same time. Yeah. And it's like how God literally can go back to your little girl self and heal that girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. that's that's very powerful. Yeah, I agree. And I think and to that point, like I wouldn't trade, like, I wouldn't even want my childhood to be any different because I wouldn't be who I am mm. today. So, like, I was literally at a point where I was thanking God for those experiences, like, mm. because it was through the pain that I wasn't able to, even, I didn't even have the boldness to get into a relationship to fornicate. Like, mm-hmm. that lack of confidence even helped me sometimes in certain ways. So, um, I wouldn't even change anything about the way anything happened. There were times where I felt bad for being good. Um, I was like, God, like, is it worth it? Like, what am I doing all this for? Um, and there were times where I felt like, okay, all I struggle with is, is porn. So um, it's not as bad as somebody actually having sex with a person. Like, that self-righteous aspect, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like you were saying, once I started talking more about the things I was dealing with and struggling with, um, the more I started to heal from those mm-hmm. things. And that's why sharing your testimony, being vulnerable with people and yeah. being transparent with people, it really heals us. Yeah. <laughs> it really heals. I think there's a scripture. Yeah, as well thing is James. It's in the book of James. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I don't wanna I know what does it say? I'm gonna put it up somewhere when I <laughs> when I actually get it, but it's it's somewhere in James, but I know it says basically basically share your testimonies or basically Share with one another so that you may be healed. Yeah, something like that. I don't know why it's escaping. But I know it's in the the book of James, though. Yeah, so, yeah, that's how I started to heal um, from that. Like, the self-esteem, the lack of confidence, but also with the point, too, just sharing my testimony with people um, or being honest with people about what I'm struggling with, what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. How do you feel like you overcame like the lack of confidence? Like, how do you feel like you got through that? Um, I have. I don't think I've, I haven't officially overcome that, but I would say what has helped me to just operate in without that always being so heavy mm-hmm. on me is like seeing myself through other people's eyes. So there's a there's a way that we see ourselves and we can be hard on I can be very, very hard on myself. Um, but there's a way that your friends see you. There's a way that your family sees you. There's mm-hmm. a way that your partner sees you. Um, so hearing that and believing those good things that they say about you. So if they're saying like, oh, you're this kind of person or you look pretty today, like believing that. Like, cause there was a point where I couldn't even take confidence. I was just telling my boyfriend this yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> because I did not believe people were saying I assume they were lying like if they were saying I look cute I'm like why are you lying to me <laughs> um so actually believe <laughs> actually believing what people are saying yeah. to me about myself about my character because it's not just about what I look like physically mm-hmm. but who are you Esther like 
you're a good friend. Like you're this type of person, you're that type of person. And people would always speak life into me. Um, so just starting to believe that, believe in what God says about me, um, affirming myself. Like I had to start writing affirmations down. Like, and that really does help just reiterating those things to yourself. And that's why I do affirmations on that page too. Like I am loved. Like if nobody says that to me, yeah. I know that I'm loved. Like I'm my my life means something. It's worth something. I add value to the people in my life. You know, just saying those things to mm-hmm. yourself over and over and over. Um, I think that has helped me. Do you think the word of God helped with that? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There are scriptures that I use to affirm myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so building myself up on the word. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that's different from the world's positive thinking, like culture that we have with when it comes to affirmations? Like think positively. What do you mean different? Like, cause I know we live in a culture where affirmations are big, both mm-hmm. in the Christian community, even in non-Christians. But there's this idea that as long as you think positive about yourself, that you will be fine. Oh. Uh, or like. Yeah, I would say it's different because you could say something, but just because you're saying it doesn't mean it's true. Mm. But when you have the word of God, it's like, nah, <laughs> I know this is true. Yeah, it's alive. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. literally. Um, yeah. Scripture is, uh, what does this, the Bible say? Yeah, sharp. I was, yeah, I was just even, <laughs> it's in Hebrews. I, I know chapter, we but get better, y'all. We get better. We know where to But the word it. of God is alive and sharper than any two. Yes, like it really sword. pierces it's you. Active. And it's like, you. no, if this, if this is what God says, then this is the fact <laughs> right here. And I can affirm myself by believing what it says in his word. Mm. Um, so yeah. yeah, I do think it's different. That's good. I was even there was this pastor I saw a couple of days ago. She was talking about how like it literally be. I think that whole scripture actually recently just came. Like I just realized it, oh. the full effect. Talking about how like the word of God is alive. So like when you actually use scripture, even if it's just one scripture, mm-hmm. and you continue to ponder and meditate on that scripture, yeah. you literally can make that scripture your reality because mm-hmm. that's what the word of God is. Yeah, It's meant to come alive and become real mm-hmm. in this whole thing that you experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just meant to be in the thing you leave on the paper right. or it's just <laughs> in your head right. or in your mouth, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And music helped too. That was the time when Maverick City started popping. Mm. Um, and Promises mm. really, really helped mm. me refiner. And um, Gyra. Mm. Gyra really helped. Like, I'm already loved. I'm already so Like, mm. just repeating those things to myself yeah. really helped. And that is enough. <laughs> like, yeah. that song is so powerful um, to that little girl inside of me. Like, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you? What would your advice? Well, you kind of said everything, but what would your advice be to like? Well, not even that. I was gonna say, how does that change the way you would raise your daughter? Um, that's a good question. Or son. <laughs> yeah. So always affirming them, always being affirmative, um, and then just checking in with them, like mm-hmm. where do they see our relationship? <clears throat> like, do they? feel like mom is um a supporter mm-hmm. they feel like mom is a hater <laughs> like no mm-hmm. what do they feel about our that our relationship dynamic and how can i better it like what can i do to let you know 
or to help you believe in yourself, to help you not doubt yourself, to help you love yourself. Um, just being open, letting them feel free to come to me to share things with me because that was another thing. I didn't feel like I could talk to my parents about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I would explain it to them, I remember one time I told my mom, like, she was like, do you know, like, how precious you are? We were having an emotional conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, do you know how precious you are? Like, you're a jewel. Like, da, 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 da. And I just started crying because I was like, no, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and she didn't understand, like, why I couldn't see myself. Mm. Um, and I was just like, I don't see it. And it's part of it is your fault. Yeah. Um, and so just having her understand that, um, I would try to just make sure that I'm there for my kids. Like, I don't ever want them to feel like mom doesn't support me, mom's not on my side, or mom yeah. doesn't care. or You know, so just talking them up, even if they are wearing something I don't like, or they looking mm-hmm. crazy. Like, yeah. not speaking to them demeaningly um, or belittling them. Mm-hmm. Even if they're asking me a question, the way I respond, like all that yeah. stuff matters, especially how you talk to children is really important um, because that becomes their inner voice mm-hmm. um, and how they see this on how they look at themselves. That doesn't mean I'm going to coddle them. And if she's overweight, I'm not going to be like, it's okay, girl. Eat, eat five more cupcakes. Like, or boy, <laughs> but girls are always more sensitive anyway. So just being cautious um, without coddling, but just saying things with love, um, loving, <laughs> just loving them. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, any final words? Um. I would just say if you are dealing with that, like low self-esteem, lack of confidence, um, believe what people say about you. And I, I know that sounds like that's definitely easier said than done. Yeah. Because <laughs> that took it took me a while to do that. Um, but I guess start by writing out things that you do like about yourself. And you may start by saying there is nothing. Because I hated I hated myself at a certain point. I was like, there's nothing. Mm. But there are things. <laughs> what are you good at? Um, what do you have a knack for? Like, where are your talents? What are your gifts? Mm. What do your friends say about you? Ask your friends. Like, what is something you notice about me that you like, yeah. that you admire? Um, and then you start to be like, oh, yeah, that is true. I, I do do this. So I am that kind of person. Um, start from there and then write those things out. If they said, you're really kind. I am kind. <laughs> um Put it on your wall and start saying those things to yourself, um, reiterating it to yourself um, until you start to believe, fully believe them. Um, also doing the same thing with scripture, using it to affirm yourself, yeah. believing, and then praying, like asking God to show you yourself. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that you see in me that I'm not seeing? What is it that you value in me or that you place inside of me um, that I'm not taking advantage of? Um, so all of those all of that, yeah. That's what I would say. And um, please don't <laughs> jump into a relationship if you lack confidence. Mm. If you lack, if you have low self-esteem, like build that up first before starting anything with anybody. Um, and that may be very difficult, especially in this day and age. Like people, like that desire to be that girl is so yeah, so it's such a thing yeah, now. It social is. media. 
it's it so much more harder. Like, I'm so glad I didn't grow up with social media. Yeah. That, that would have done so much more damage. Even Instagram now still affects me. Like, yeah. I can't be on it consistently because it'll, yeah. I'll start to feel some type of way. Yeah. Um, Same. I have to remove the likes on my, the yeah. like count yeah. on my pictures. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't even get too caught up with Instagram. So it's just being, being careful, being mindful of what affects you, what triggers you. Um, and then being honest with people, if they do hurt you, they hurt your feelings, they say something you didn't like about yourself, um, not bottling that up inside, but mm-hmm. just having that conversation. Like, I didn't like when you mentioned, like, I had to tell my parents, stop mentioning my weight to me. Like, I don't want to have no conversation about my weight at all. Because once I started losing weight, then they would be like, oh, you're too small. Like, mm. this is not like, and I was just like, all right, we're not going, <laughs> we're just not talking about it no more. Like, don't even say nothing to me about what I look like. Um, so yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's what I was Just don't doubt yourself, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but be a friend to yourself. Cause people, people are gonna say anything and everything yeah. about you. But no what are you saying to yourself? Yeah. Like that inner voice really matters. Um, even if it's something as little as, oh, I got that question wrong, I'm so stupid. Mm-hmm. Don't even say things like that to yourself. Like speak highly of yourself to yourself too, because that also um, manifests um, in who you believe yourself to be. So, yeah. <laughs> Let me pray for y'all. <laughs> Let me pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the ways that you have. Um, showing up today and thank you for the people that may be struggling with low self-esteem um, with a lack of confidence with lust with pornography masturbation all of the things that i pray that you would help them to overcome i pray that you would help them to see themselves the way that you see them help us to recognize the gifts um the beauty the worth that you place inside of us the value that you place inside of your creation oh god I pray that those those feelings and emotions are not things that drive us to sin um, or just wrong situations, the wrong people, God, but that as the more and more we live each day that you bless us with, that we start to realize um, who we are and what that means in terms of our relationship with you um, and who we can operate then, who we can then operate as as your children, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye.